Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Fool. Count Chaos. Always want to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. Head over to FullCountChaos.com. There you can subscribe, listen to prior episodes, find out other ways how to get involved in the show. Just basically love hearing from you folks. Hope you're all doing well. Hope Birdland, you guys are hanging in there. Because lately, talking to other Oil fans, talking about the Orioles, it's like we're speaking... At a funeral. God help us all. They were doing so well. It just happened so suddenly. Now it's all over. <laughs> it's like the season is dead, basically, to a lot of fans. I mean, the Orioles right now, they're five games out of the wild card. Toronto basically told the Orioles to shut the fuck up and settle down this past week. That was not a good week. I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life, but nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. And I know Toronto, they were built this season to win it all. To win the World Series. That's it. No excuses. The Orioles are playing with house money. Nobody thought. Nobody. Now, if you're somebody who said, yeah, I, I had the Orioles having a winning record at the end of 2022 seasons, please step forward and introduce yourself. But saying that about the Orioles, about how they weren't supposed to do that this year, and this is incredible, is that an excuse anymore? I mean, the season is almost over. They've come this far. You can't really say, hey, guys, you know what? It, it was fun while it lasted. So what if they don't make the playoffs? No, they're in the thick of it. <laughs> you can't just now all of a sudden, which nobody's giving up. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm basically stating that, yeah, all season we've been going, man, this is crazy. This is this is incredible. But you just got to fucking pull every goddamn string that you have to win these games. And I'm still scratching my head, and a lot of people were scratching their head the other night watching Tyler come out and pitch, start the game the other night, then Kramer come in. That was so fucking bizarre. And I don't know who made that decision, but Kramer, who's your best starter lately, you're going to fuck up his mojo and pull that shit during a playoff battle? That makes zero sense. Why would you do that? Because you know Seattle, I mean, forget it. You're not catching Seattle. Seattle has an easy fucking schedule the rest of the way. Tampa is getting players back like Franco, Margo, Lau. Franco had three hits the other night. I think it was his first night coming back. Yankees shit in the bed. I mean, you know, if, if you're not going to have fun watching the Orioles shit the bed lately, watch the Yankees play ball. I mean, Rays are probably going to win that division. And the Rays are, what, four and a half back? Jays, five and a half? You know, the the uh, Rays and Jays have their eyes on that wild card, you know, maybe uh, three, four weeks ago. Not now. They got their eyes on that division, especially the way that the Yankees are playing. So there is a lot that's going to happen coming up. But it, it is disappointing to see that. That was a huge, huge series against Toronto. And the Orioles were just, whatever, empty them. I mean, you could say shit's falling apart with the Orioles. I mean, the offense, where the hell has the offense been lately? And then Bautista, you know, I get it. He had some fatigue after his save on Tuesday, but he hasn't been playing. I know Hyde said hopefully he'll be playing, you know, in the, sometime this weekend coming up, but 
they showed him on the TV. What was that? Uh, Friday night or Thursday night? He looked like a kid that was punished by his parents <laughs> watching the kids play ball outside. And he wasn't warming up. I know Dylan Tate came out to get the save in the ninth inning. And they just showed Bautista sitting there. Now, you knew something was wrong. But he was just sitting there by himself. He looked like he was grounded. I don't know. Got a kick out of that. But the offense, oh, man. Oh, boy. But, again, 23 games left. And six of those games are with Toronto. And the Orioles have the uh, Red Sox coming up this weekend. No Friday night, they had a good win, 3-2. to two. I, Well, a good Well, anytime you win, it, it's good. You know, one to nothing, 3-2, to two, whatever. A win's a win. So, again, want to hear from you folks. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Uh, this week, going to be reaching out to the winner for the $100 gift card for Orioles.com. So, please keep an eye on your emails coming up. It's going to be an email, obviously, from FullCountChaos at gmail.com. You'll see the little FullCountChaos logo. If you get that, it's probably me saying, hey, congratulations, and respond back, please. Now, I know what the feeling is like. Speaking of Bautista with fatigue, I have a little fatigue. I've been playing tennis lately, really getting into tennis a lot. But what I've noticed is everywhere around us, when we're playing tennis, we're like, it almost seems like tennis is a dying breed because everywhere is uh, pickleball, I think it's called. I've never seen this before. It's everywhere. It's every court. A lot of times, uh, my buddy and I, when we go play, we can't play at courts we like playing because there's pickleball tournaments everywhere. A pickleball tournament was on uh, ESPN the other night. A buddy of mine sent a screenshot of uh, ESPN and said, look at this. And he's a friend that I play tennis with. I mean, we're surrounded. It's like we're a lot of times the only ones playing tennis in all these tennis courts because, again, the pickleball tournaments. It looks fun. I might give it a try. It's less running than tennis. You play tennis for three or four hours, like in a uh, fill the tub up with ice, and I just lay there, and I'm like, God damn. I'm hurting in muscles I didn't even know I had. But I got a little frustrated the other day. I almost had a near-death experience. Now, I get frustrated. You know, when I was hitting into the net, I was cussing. And <laughs> this one hit, I just yelled out, stop hitting the ball like a girl, just yelling at myself. Now, I didn't I, I didn't notice my surroundings, okay? We were in the middle of like nine to ten courts in a row. And I, and I don't like playing on courts like that because I get nervous enough. You don't want to hit out of bounds. But now I don't want to hit in other people's games. That just gives me a big old anxiety attack on the tennis court. And it just turns into a hot mess. But when I yelled that out, I didn't realize we were surrounded by a bunch of women playing tennis. And I've been married for a long time. So my husband's spidey senses can pick up when I'm getting a death stare. And the hair on the back of my neck stood straight up. Right then and there, I said, oh, shit, I fucked up. I did a (laughs) no-no. Yeah, there were some looks. It caused me to be weak in my knees. I think we were going to play for like another hour. I think like three or four minutes. We both just looked at each other. We're like, yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> but I think I might give this pickleball a try. I just learned about it like six months ago. But everybody I talked to about it, like, oh, yeah, we've been playing for years and tournaments and down Ocean City and big Ocean City tournaments. I'm like, I, wh- where have I been? Watching the Orioles. That's where I've been. Uh, But yeah, near-death experience, so I'm glad I made it out alive. I'm here with you folks (laughs) talking about the Orioles. 
And yeah, my offense stunk in tennis, and I'm matching it right with the uh, Orioles. I mean, their offense stinks lately. Look, even when they were winning on the road, Houston, Cleveland, their pitching was the main reason for winning. They weren't scoring 10 to 12 runs a night. And my God, man, Austin Hayes, big fan of Austin Hayes, but he needs some help. He needs to figure his shit out. And I don't know why Hyde right now in this playoff battle, and I know there's not many other options, but at this point, when you're watching Hayes at bat, he's lost. He doesn't know what's going on. Any other option is a better option than Hayes right now. I know playing playing for his defense, if he if his bat's going cold, but his his bat has gone freezing cold. What is he still doing there? Currently batting 247, 15 home runs. All right, 54 RBIs. His last 53 at bats, his average is 170 with a 321 slugging. His last 25 bats. Lately, it's not getting better, folks, at a 120 average with a 160 slugging, 154 OBP. Hyde, you, you got to just, Hayes would probably understand if he stopped playing for a little bit. He knows, he gets it. He stinks. He knows he stinks. And some people think he's playing injured. And if he's playing injured and not helping the team, especially in the position they're at right now, trying to get in the playoffs, that's just selfish and stupid. Now, if he was still getting on base and, and uh, playing defense like he is now, we find out he's playing hurt, we'd all be like, man, what a warrior. What a beast. But if he's batting like he is right now and he's hurt and he's just playing because he wants to help the team, you're fucking shit up, man. You, you, you're not helping the team. Now, the win on Friday, 3-2, to two, thank goodness for Gunnar Henderson's bases-loaded single to grab the lead. Was it after a pass ball to get the first run? It's just a snooze fest watching these bats. I've never seen so many shallow pop-ups in my life watching the Orioles. God damn, Odor, go back to the gym, please. I don't know what's been going on with his bat. Even when he gets that powerful uppercut swing and it looks like the barrel meets the ball, shallow center field, pop-up to shortstop. I mean, it's like, what's happening here? I mean, it's past 46 at-bats. He's had one home run. He's batting 174. Now, he's been getting a little better because his past 25 at-bats, he's batting 240 with another home run. But I'm not going to sit here and pick on Odor all day. I've done that enough all season. I could go down the list right now in this offense and pick on whoever I want. It's been shit. But these last, the last three games of the season in Toronto, man, I hope that's a huge series for the Orioles. If it comes down to that series for the for the Orioles being able to make the playoffs, shit, I hope Hyde and Elias or whoever is pulling everything out of their ass, every string they have, just pull that son of a bitch out. Do what you guys need to do. Now, I wanted to go on fan graphs after that terrible week against Toronto. Terrible baseball. I just wanted to see where fan graphs had the Orioles, the projection of making the playoffs, because they're always they're the harsh ones. They have the Orioles back down to 1.7% chance of making the playoffs. I swear it's a Yankees or Red Sox fans who are running this site. So, of course, which is nice to see the Red Sox at a 0% chance. Again, this is just a projection, but it's nice to see the Red Sox below the Orioles in the division, of course, and at 0%. So let's suck on that. But the Rays, they have them at 98%. The Blue Jays at 98%. And then they have the Yankees. 
at 100%, of course, making the playoffs. But for the division, which I thought was interesting, especially with how the Yankees have been shitting the bed lately and the Rays are playing hot and the Blue Jays are playing hot, they have the Yankees at 86.8% chance of winning the division. And then they have the Blue Jays at 9% and the Rays at 4% winning the division. I don't know. I'd have the Rays and the Yankees flipped. I'm actually having a guest coming on who's involved in a, a big baseball podcast. And he's a Rays fan. I just want to pick his brain because by then we're going to know it's you know it's the end of the season. We'll pretty much have a good, solid idea of what the playoff picture is going to look like and most likely where everybody's at. So he's going to be coming on in a couple weeks. But, yeah, I just wanted to head on the fan graphs and see they have everybody. And, yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, it's above 0%. Look at them giving the Orioles some odds there. But Monday's doubleheader. Against Toronto it was just an absolute shit show. First game lost seven to three. Second game they lost eight to four. Orioles pitching they allowed fifteen runs in those two games against Toronto. And before that, the loss to the A's didn't help. Of course, the Orioles allowed twenty runs and seven home runs in those three games. They shit the bed. That's an understatement. Night and day from the week before with the pitching. Now, we heard about Bautista having fatigue. I think this team is just, that's exactly what's happening right now. I think the fatigue, I think the pressure. I know we can't, I'm saying we can't use that excuse anymore of, well, you know, hey, look, they really weren't supposed to be this good and they're playing with house money, blah, blah, blah. I just think the pressure is on. I think that's what happened with Mountcastle this year. A lot of these players are coming on this season just thinking it's another rebuild season. Just go out and have fun, try to do well. Make that money. Have a good season. Make that money, kid. Getting down to the nitty gritty. And everyone's just starting to get fatigued. Oh, my God. This is happening. Oh, my God. We have a big series against Toronto. Everybody just shit in the bed. And by the way, I'm sorry. I got to say it. Bo Bacheco, fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm sorry. You got to respect him. No, I don't. And Get out of my house. I don't have to respect anybody I don't want to. I know Bobachet, great ball player. Would love to have him on the Orioles. But because he's not, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't know why High keeps pitching to him. For fuck's sake, what do you hit three home runs Monday night? Jesus, Lord mercy. Speaking of pitching, the Orioles bullpen before that night was running with a 309 ERA. Third best in the American League, fourth in the majors. But the pen pitchers gave up 15 hits, 10 runs, five home runs over 10 and two-thirds innings. Not good. Hitters didn't do any favors, of course. They went just one for 14 in that doubleheader with runners in scoring position. The Orioles are batting 119, eight for 67 with runners in scoring position over the last 11 games. God damn, do they need another bat? They need something. Now, Tuesday, yeah, the Orioles finally found a way to win. Hyde wasn't fucking around that night. That was a night that he yanked Bradish quickly. Yeah, Hyde really wanted to fucking win that night. Now, I don't know if it had to do with, again, Hyde just really, really wanted that win and knew it was a very important game. Or he saw Bradish mouthing off to the ump, which we'll get to that in just a second. But Hyde had that look when Bradish was mouthing off to the umpire. He said something like, no, that that wasn't high. That was a strike. Hyde had that look like he was looking at his kid doing something bad, and he was, he was like three seconds away from going and whooping his ass. Because that's when Hyde came out and was like, all right, we're done with you, Bradish. I think he saw, it was probably a little bit of both. You're shit in the bag, we can't lose this game, and now you're starting to mouth off to the ump. Things aren't going well. Let, let's get you out of here. 
But Hyde should have gotten thrown out that game. Absolutely. How bad the ump was calling strikes. I mean, Buck Showalter used to do that. Need a little uh, a little flame up these players' asses, and, and the umpire's doing bad. Buck's like, all right, I'm getting thrown out here. Take the clipboard. I'm out of here. Goes out, boom, gets thrown out. Players get pumped up. But I was surprised Hyde just kept his cool and stayed in the dugout. I think everybody, everybody in Birdland, I was even seeing on Twitter. I was like trending. Hyde, you need to get thrown out. Now, do it. And I've had it with umps calling strikes. I've always been for radar strike zones or ro- RoboCop umps or whatever the hell they're, they're going to do to fix this shit. The strike zone should not be some vague guideline that gives players an idea where the strike zone might be that night. That is the dumbest fucking thing I hate with baseball. And I don't hear many people say it as much lately about with, oh, they're ruining the human element. Of course, there's still people out there. I've had guests on who say that, oh, you're getting rid of the human element. Fuck the human element. The human element is screwing up the game of baseball because fans every night we can see on the radar, the app, the uh, strike zones, you know, when we're watching the game. I mean, who is that? I uh, follow on Twitter. I think it's just called Ump scorecards where every night, every game, every day, they, they really break it down of the umpires, how well or bad they did. They show the accuracy. They show the most impactful missed calls of the game. They show who, uh, which team was favored for strikes and balls that game. I mean, for fuck's sake, Manny, Mang- Manny Gonzalez, to have someone like him stand behind a plate and call strikes and balls is fucking beyond me. I, I don't know why the league allows this. I think that, okay, until you can fix the strike zone, however it's going to be, how, how we're going to get to 100%, to make it fair for everybody. Until then, I don't think they should always just keep rotating. Like every umpire gets a chance to be behind the plate. I think if your overall score is 95 or above percent accuracy, okay, you're going to be more behind the plate. These other fuckers who are 90, 91, 92%, get them the hell away. And I don't want to hear, oh, it's a tough job. I don't, I don't care how difficult that job is. It's no excuse I know I've talked about this a hundred times on this show. I- I'm going to continue to talk about it until they fucking do something about it. But let's see, that, that game on Monday, and I know, I always say this too, it, you know, teams, no matter what sport it is, you should never allow the umpire or the ref, whatever sport you're playing, leave it up to them to make the decision of the game. I mean, if look, if you're playing bad ball, that, that's your problem. But strikes and balls are the most important call during a game. And you got a guy like Manny Gonzalez behind the plate. Did a terrible fucking job. Monday night, 7-3. to three. Hyde should have got thrown out that night, too. Hyde should have been getting thrown out every day of the week this past week in, in Orioles baseball. But it was 91% accuracy for Orioles, 92% for Toronto. Of course, we're sitting there going, hey, wait a minute. That motherfucker, he's a Toronto fan. He's just terrible. Terrible at his job. Please fix this. Whatever the league has to do, for God's sakes, fix this shit. And after that Monday night game, man, that game with Manny Gonzalez was trending on Twitter. It was trending on articles. I didn't even think MSN.com really put out much articles about sports. I mean, Yahoo.com, ESPN, everybody was putting out articles uh, pertaining to Manny Gonzalez, how bad he did and how bad the league is and 
letting these umpires stand behind the plate and just call shit-ass strikes and balls. It was terrible. But umpires, I think, also should have some sort of segment per week or per month, whatever, to explain their calls. Like in football, there is a, uh, what's that um, shit, that show on Showtime. I think it's just NFL on Showtime or something I used to watch all the time. I haven't watched lately. But they would have a ref actually come on and they ask him a lot of calls that were questionable. Like, all right, what was this? What were you thinking about that? But with these baseball umpires, you never see them. It's like they go back in their little caves and you just, that's it. Done. They, I think all refs, umpires, maybe even every game, just a, a minute and a half. Hey, what happened here? What were you seeing there? What, you know, even if they just did the, Hey guys, it's just a bad game. I missed some calls. I'm working on it. Or if the league comes out and says, hey, this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to work with the umpires. We get that was a really bad game, and this is what we're going to do to try to, to fix this. And, and whatever, just anything. It's just they do a bad game. Fuck you all. Fuck you fans and fuck you players and man, whatever. We're getting paid and going home. We're not talking to you anymore. Do something, anything. If you're not going to fix it, or if you are, but we're going to have to wait for another three, four, five years. Do something about it. That's all. Do something about it. Easy peasy. That's all. We just want to hear from someone. Just explain your ass. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sports drink. You spell it's spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right. Speaking of umpires and rules in the league and all that good shit, curious to get your opinion on some of the rules that will be changed in baseball next season. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with them. Whatever. I'm cool. I just still think the shift. I just can't believe guys are getting paid millions of dollars to hit a baseball complain that, you know, it's not fair. I can't hit the other way. I just, I still crack up crack up about that but again i'm sure next season when the orioles hit up the up the middle and get a base hit and they get two runs in without the shift i'm gonna go hey i'm, I'm getting used to this shit but uh one of the rules is pitchers will have 15 seconds between pitches when the bases are empty and 20 seconds with runners on base now they may step off the rubber which will reset the timer uh but no more than twice at bat so no more cat and mouse game i'm i'm perfectly fine with that that is a role that I'm happy with. Uh, you know, I want to get the game going faster as much as I love baseball. And look, I'll watch it for seven hours if that's what it takes. But it is a long game. And, you know, the conversation a lot is how do you shorten the game? And I think this, this will help because down in the minors, you know, games are averaging like two, two, two hours and 15 minutes. Think of the majors. What is it? My God, it's like three days. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, the shift again, just gave my opinion about it. I think it's ridiculous, but I'm okay. I'm not sitting here pounding my fist on the table going, why the fuck are they doing this? Whatever. Like I said, I'm sure it's going to benefit the Orioles next season. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hell yeah. They tied the game up. Fuck it. 
Um, so again, two infielders must be on either side of second base. Uh, they can't touch the outfield grass. Uh, they can't switch positions during a batter. Four-man outfields are banned. Um, another rule I like next year, it's going to be the bases are going to increase. That's going to help with the injuries. It's going to go from 15 to 18, obviously helping with uh, stolen bases and all that shit with the injuries on first base. I'm cool with that. Um, and uh, hi, Brandon. Hi, they asked him about it. He said, the pitch clock I'm really interested in. He says, I'm excited about that. He goes, I think that's going to better the fan experience. And he says, I think that's going to better the player experience on the field. He's like, I'm interested in seeing all three things. He says, I think they have the right idea. Other sports have made lots of changes in recent years and have made adjustments. He says, and it's nice to see our guys, the league and the players and the umpires come together and try to better the game for the fans and the players. Again, he goes, he says, I'm interested to see what it looks like next year. Now, when they asked, they asked Taryn Vavra and Kyle Bradish because they played in AAA this year and they have experience with the pitch clock and the shift rules. So they were asking him, he says, as an infielder, you have to be able to cover more ground. Of course, this is Vavra. He says, uh, you have to be able to show more range, more versatility, and that's a challenge. But I think that's going to be pretty exciting to see some of the plays that are made. He says, as a defender, you want to make every play you can and put yourself in the best position to do that. And now our hands are a little bit more tied with it. Now, Kyle Bradish, he was asked about the pitch clock, and, and he likes it. He says, it keeps me in a good rhythm. He says, I didn't have to wait on batters to do their full routines, but it will be interesting to see how that will affect some of the hitters up here because everyone has routines. Getting back in the box, being a little rushed should be interesting. Uh, he says, it doesn't mind. he doesn't mind the limits on stepping off the rubber. He says, I don't think that will affect me. I mix up my times pretty well. I think that's part of pitching. Now, going back to Hyde real quick, uh, I forgot to mention, he on the shift, he's all for it. He says, I'm looking forward to going back to the way it was before. He says, I do like traditional baseball. He goes, maybe I sound old school, but I do like it the way it is. He says, now Odor taking a lot of hits away because he plays so deep because of his arm so strong. We're used to it now, but he's like, I'm all for it going back. Now, they asked Odor, is he fine with the new rule? He says, I like it. I think it's going to be fair for everybody. He says, that's normal for baseball. That's how it used to be, and it's back to normal now. He goes, that's not going to bother me because that's how I used to play second when I grew up and, and when I got to the big leagues. There didn't used to be shifts. He goes, you're going to be, you're going to find a way to play defense how we used to do it before the shift. So most players are on board. Hyde likes it. Odor's cool with it. Bradish is okay. Likes the uh, pitch clock. Vavra, he's all for it. Whatever. Fuck it. Let's do it. I want to hear your opinion on those rules. How do you feel about it? Full count chaos at gmail.com. Are you panicking right now? Are you freaking out? The Orioles five games out the wild card. I mean, they're fighting and scratching, but the uh, Orioles still playing the blue Jays six more times. Do you still have the glass half full right now? Love to hear from you again. Full count chaos at gmail.com till next time. See ya.